A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Believe it or not, we've got a great malicious compliance story all about potatoes. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, peanut allergy. I'm located in Australia, and a few years ago, I was unemployed, placed in work for the doll. I have peanut allergies as well as antisocial. It was in an activity center with a secondhand store. I was placed in the kitchen due to experience, in addition to being antisocial, as I would work with one other person. We'll call them John. I informed the manager, we'll call them Karen, that I have a peanut allergy and I kindly request that I don't work with nuts. At the start, everything went smoothly, no complaints. About a week in and the arrogant jerk John didn't like that I would have lunch on my own. I refused to have a group lunch, so I calmly enter the kitchen when John is in there alone and lean on the table. I proceed to ask John to stop pushing me to have a group lunch, as I didn't feel comfortable, and then walked away. John followed me to accuse me of utilizing intimidation tactics in front of everyone. I, being antisocial, froze up and stood directly in front of John only to have John tell me to back away and double down on his claims that I was using intimidation tactics. Later, John demanded I don't work in the kitchen due to my nut allergy. Karen agreed and took me out of the kitchen, then contacted my job search agency asking for a notice from my doctor stating that I in fact do have a peanut allergy. No one ever challenged this before, so I never felt the need to provide evidence that I have a peanut allergy. I was called out the next day with Karen stating that I needed a written letter from my doctor to prove my claims. Now I'm rather agitated and I walk to the kitchen, get a bag of peanuts, and return to Karen. By this point my face was red. I was shaking and sweating a lot and then I yell, Do you freaking want me to prove that I have a peanut allergy? Do you want me to eat the freaking peanuts in front of you so you can see my reaction? Karen said I was making a big fuss over nothing. I had a single peanut and vomited everywhere. Soon it was a scramble to make sure I don't die. I'm not sure what happened to them, but I was immediately transferred to a more suitable location. I'll end on a positive note. COVID hit soon after and the increased financial support was introduced and I paid for my driver's license and forklift ticket for the past few years. I primarily work alone as a forklift operator. Well, I'm sure they learned in short order that one thing you never question is somebody who says, I have a insert whatever here allergy. Unless, of course, it's absolutely ridiculous, like somebody says, oh, I have a salt allergy or a water allergy. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, make me stay at work longer? I'm gonna make the best of it. Something happened today that made me realize I was committing malicious compliance for a long time now without noticing. There's no aftermath for today's case, but I hope it still counts. Anyway, here goes. At my workplace, overtime is not paid out. Instead, it's saved to be used later. Meaning if I work two hours extra on one day, I can choose to leave two hours earlier on another day without any pay cuts or consequences. I could even leave four hours early and only make up those four hours within two or three weeks. A little bit every day. It's a good system. 
Each of us has a little NFC tag that they hold over a scanner at the start and end of our shift, and the system automatically logs the time. Nobody can alter the data. Yesterday, I got messaged by my boss. I didn't read the message though as I was having a massive headache and didn't read it before coming into work today. I actually only read the message after my boss then told me I'll be working the closing shift that day. He told me after asking via message and not receiving an answer. Thing is, today my shift started from 8am and went until 5pm, so it's a 9 hour shift already, and the closing shift means cleaning out the place after 5pm. Cleaning out the place can take from 30 minutes up to 2 hours, depending on a lot of factors. Usually it's a quick 30 minute job. Takes me 45 minutes though as I'm a bit tidy, but considering I was, once again, forced to do closing shift instead of being asked, an issue that I mentioned to my boss and colleagues plenty of times and caused lots of problems in the past, I was kinda ticked, so I thought to myself, make the best out of it. And how? I cleaned the place. Yes, it took me almost two hours. I was going slow, taking my sweet time, listened to some music over the PA speaker system, and afterwards I took a relaxing long shower before leaving. Taking a shower in my field of work is my right within work hours, so it's legal. But where's the malicious compliance really? The malicious compliance comes in at some later point when I'll either collect enough overtime to take a few days off, or when I can simply tell my boss, you do closing shift for me now. I got plenty of overtime. Bye. But considering I'm closing shift by schedule again tomorrow, I'll probably be collecting plenty of extra overtime now. Edit. About the fallout of this, it happened in the past and the fallout looked like this. I'd collect about 20 to 40 hours of overtime on my account. So much that HR themselves call my boss because of excessive overtime and they demand I work them off as soon as possible. Which means a bunch of days off that, planned right, means my boss who didn't want to work then has to cover my shifts. The one downside of this system is because of OP's use of the flexibility of that system, I'm willing to bet that at some point, either through OP's actions or other people doing similar things, that they're eventually going to stop doing that awesome perk where you work a little extra, you take a few off here and there. Somebody's just going to totally abuse that system and either HR or the boss is going to be like, well this isn't worth it, stop doing it for everybody. Our next story is Squish Squish. A lady a couple of cubes over stood up and started screaming about a spider in her cube, wanted somebody to come get rid of it ASAP. I grabbed a tissue and she pointed out a spider that was about the size of a quarter, including legs, on the shelf above her computer monitor. I tried to maneuver to get close enough, but she would not get out of the way. She was screaming and jumping up and down and flailing her arms, but forcing me to try to reach around her. As she kept yelling, kill it, I lunged at it, but accidentally caught one of her flailing hands in the process. I accidentally squished the spider by mashing her hand on it. Yicky spider goo all over her hand made her freak out even more. Told her I was sorry, but if she'd gotten out of the way like I'd asked, it wouldn't have happened. Boss just turned his head and chuckled a little so she couldn't see him, then gave her the rest of the day off. I just know if I was in that situation and I accidentally mashed her hand on the spider, I'd be the kind of person where she starts freaking out and then just immediately starts rubbing that spider goo all over my shirt. 
looking for the nearest thing to use as a towel and they figure, well, you mashed my hand, you're my towel now. Our next story is, need to be in Israel before Sunday? I was on the emergency team of a travel agency some 19 years ago, and we served mostly business travelers. A guy and his boss called me on early Friday morning before business hours in Israel. The guy was in Japan, and he said he needs to be in Israel before Sunday no matter what. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. All the European Airlines flights already took off by the time he called, but they insisted I'll find a solution. The malicious compliance? I've managed to find a solution. First flight from Tokyo to New York City, departs at 4.10pm on Friday, lands at 4pm the same day due to time difference. Second flight from New York City to Israel, lands at about 8pm, will land Saturday afternoon. The guy called me crazy and raised a complaint against me with his regular agent. It reached a VP and after hearing the full story, dismissed the complaint and praised my ingenuity. I actually don't even see what's wrong here. I mean, OP did whatever they could to provide an option for this guy to get to where they needed to go in time. It might have been the most reasonable option versus chartering a private flight. Our next story is, don't care about people calling me on your old number? I'll sort it. This was about 10 years ago. I had just moved to Australia and gotten a new phone, but as it turns out, my number was someone else's old number. Every other week I'd get calls by a tradie who wanted to know why I was an on-site mate or what I wanted done with the building project ABC. Every time I explained at length that they got the wrong number and quite often folks on the other end were absolutely rude or thought I was taking the pee and insisted I answer their questions or show up on-site now. I was over it, so I googled my own number and did some digging and eventually found out the guy who had my number before, then his new number and then I called him. I politely explained my dilemma, pointed out that there were two websites still having his old, my now new number, and if he could please change this and let his contacts know about his new number and to delete the old one, as it was getting quite tedious for me. By that time I'd used my number for work, visa applications and landlords and friends and changing it would have been a huge pain. I explained all of that. Well, of course, he was just as pleasant as most of his contacts and told me something along the lines of, I don't give a freak, mate. That's not my freaking problem. Get freaked. Sort your own shot out, mate. Well, the universe provides, and so I got a great opportunity to do just that only a few weeks later. 
I received a call in the early hours of one morning by another disgruntled guy telling me he was early and demanding to know where I wanted the sand put down and how to get in. I asked what sand and was told he had a full truckload of sand as ordered and no one was on site and it was all fenced off. Very briefly did I think about launching into my explanation, but I was tired and over it and then realized the opportunity provided. I snapped back at him with no uncertainty. Mate, it's all good. Dump it all right in the driveway, front of the fence. We'll sort it out when we get there. The guy said, you sure, mate? It's a lot of sand. I said, absolutely sure, mate. Thanks a lot. He says, all right then, boss, and hangs up. Well, I go back to bed, snoozing for another hour with a big smile, until my phone rings again and I see it's old mate with his new number, who I had saved when I called him a few weeks ago. I pick up rather chipper and he doesn't waste any time, launching into a series of swear words and how he has no access to the site and that he has to move a literal ton of sand by hand, and whether or not I told the sand guy to dump it all there. I replied, you told me to sort this out myself. This is me sorting this out. You can remove the numbers and let your contacts know or not. Totally up to you, mate. He was fuming. Called me a few more choice words, promising to find me and a lot more before we ended the conversation. However, the numbers disappeared from the internet really quickly after that, and I never got another call again. I still have my number, and every time I see a truck with sand, I chuckle to myself thinking of this guy moving a ton of sand by hand and losing a fair few hours of labor because he was a jerk and couldn't be bothered sending a few texts. He really brought this one upon himself. I don't understand how you can have so much stuff essentially still linked to that old number and not see the issue of not updating it. I switched phone numbers a number of years ago and I still can't get over how frustrating it was to have to go around and update every single thing to the new number, but it was darn important. I mean, if you get locked out of an account, all of a sudden it says, we sent a text to last four digits of your old number you no longer have access to. Good freaking luck. Our next story is Opa's Potatoes. When I was a little girl, I was pretty sickly. I often was sent home early from school with fevers caused by tonsillitis or strep throat. One day when I was about seven, I had a fever and had to be sent home again. My mother was unable to come get me, so she asked her father, my Opa, to do it. This was an unusual circumstance. Opa was a mean old idiot and no one in the family really liked him. He was a hard-butt German war veteran who didn't mind slapping kids around or scaring the bejesus out of them. He took me back to his house and told me to start helping him make dinner, even though I was sick. We were going to make split pea soup and I needed to start by washing and peeling the potatoes for him. I put the potatoes in a bowl, filled it with water and started scrubbing. He was sitting on a kitchen chair with a colander in his lap, not particularly paying attention to what I was doing, and told me to pour the potatoes into the colander so I could get started with washing them. I looked back at my bowl of potatoes submerged in dirty water and said, Opa, that's not a good idea. Opa, who never liked to be told what is and isn't a good idea, screamed at me to put the potatoes in the freaking colander, motioning to the very colander sitting in his lap. I had a choice to make. I could explain the situation and avoid the fiasco, or I could just do exactly what he told me to do. So I shrugged and said, okay, and dumped the entire bowl of potatoes and dirty water into the colander. 
As I'm sure you all can imagine, the cold, dirty water spilled all over that mean old curmudgeon and his kitchen floor. Opa sat there, dumbfounded and covered in dirty potato water for what felt like hours. I also stood there, stupidly gawking in front of him in horror, the now empty bowl still upside down in my hands. Then he did what I never would have expected and started laughing. Somehow, that was far more terrifying than if he exploded like I expected him to. He told me to clean up the mess and get out of his sight. And that's the story of my plucky, albeit foolish, malicious compliance, and possibly my first brush with death. You know, in my opinion, it's just nice that in this situation they were able to have fun when it counted. Although, I obviously wish that OP as a kid didn't have to put up with that kind of behavior and that fear. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.